I just slipped through an exam, and you're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. Now is, of course, the time to air the interview I did with Gareth McMillan, the Dunedin French Arts Trust Director. <sighs> fantastic, fantastic guy. Very friendly. <clears throat> And I, I hope to see him in the future when I volunteer for the Fringe in 2022. I highly recommend all of you listeners do too. They need all the help they can get. Well, no, not to make them sound desperate, <laughs> but you know it is good to uh, to help out. You know, um, and and you know, put something on your CV. You like cool stuff. Meet, meet a lot of cool people, and it's just a nice thing to do. All right, here is the interview. Enjoy. Kia ora everybody, welcome to the DPAG Late Breakfast. I am here joined by uh, Fringe Festival uh, Otepoti Director, Gareth McMillan. How's it, hanging? How's it hanging, Gareth? Absolutely fabulous, thanks mate. How are you? Oh great, just chilling on this awesome Dunedin day. Living the dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I remember earlier in the uh, in the email chain, you were mentioning the CNZ funding. Is that, that's Creative New Zealand, right? Yeah, that's right. That's the, the main arts funding body here in Aotearoa. Yeah, so did, did the French Fest, uh, Otipoti French Fest, get, manage to get that CNZ funding? Or? Yeah, we, we managed to secure some new funding this year. So we're, we're a part of an annual arts grant. So that, that application um, doesn't just cover the fringe, but it also covers pretty much everything we're going to do next year. So that's great news also for the New Zealand Young Writers Festival and for the Amped Music Project and just, just for us in general. Are you involved with the Young Writers Festival? Yeah, that's another one of our programs. So we're most well-known for the fringe. So the first Dunedin fringe was back in 2000. There was a trust set up in 2004. And as time's gone on, we've kind of evolved a bit. We've had different programs uh, under the umbrella. And the New Zealand Young Writers Festival and Amped are another two of those currently at the moment. Cool, cool. And what does that funding mean for the festival? Well, it's production costs, but I think um, really significantly for us, it enables us to offer fringe artist grants. So we now have a small pool of funding, artists here in Dunedin or from around New Zealand, uh, until the 29th of October can actually come to us and ask for a bit of seed funding. So that'd be great. It'll just cover some some base costs, you know, some registration, you know, maybe some venue costs, marketing, hopefully some artist fees because we'd like to see people getting paid. And that'll just really enable them to, to bring some cool, exciting work into Dunedin French. <coughs> You're the uh, festival director for the Dunedin French. Yep, that'll yep. um, be my, my my fourth one coming up. Ah, oh, cool. And what does the job entail? Well, I suppose in a nutshell, it's up to the trust to set the strategic vision of what we what we're supposed to do as an organisation. So our vision is that we want to bring fringe art to the centre of Otipoti Dunedin and make it a more inspiring and creative place to be. So that's the vision, and then it's up to me to deliver that. In fringe terms, that just means, you know, just all the practical things like finding the money, engaging a really amazing team of, of people, both paid staff and volunteers, uh, working with artists, working with venues, just making the whole shebang happen. Cool, cool. Now, how is the uh, festival planning on adapting to the current level two restrictions uh, should they stay in place? You know, this whole Delta outbreak has been pretty severe and there's no real guarantee that it's going to ease up by February or March next year. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Um... Well, the fringe, uh, I suppose one of our advantages, we're a little bit more flexible and nimble. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of fringe events will be able to happen under level, level two. We'd, we'd far rather have level one, where we can, you know, allow more people to come into venues and, and participate. We are we are still quite capable under level two, so that should be no problem. If, if we get into a level three, level four situation, then obviously we uh, won't be able to do the in-person stuff. But last year we set up a digital platform and uh, already there's quite a few events from around the world which are registering 
work that can be presented within that. Melbourne Fringe has just finished and they've had a huge program and that was all digital. I mean, people people's well-being is is absolutely paramount. So everything that we do will be about, you know, making sure that if we are if we are having people in a room that they're, they're coming together safely and they're abiding by um, both the government mandated bits of legislation, but also just best practice in terms of, you know, making sure that we look after people and that, you know, everyone stays safe. For sure. Now, how are the artist registrations coming along uh, so far compared to, say, last year? Yeah, good. It's early days yet. I mean, we're, we're open, fringe registrations are open until the 6th of December if you want to be in our printed guide, and and I'm sure that people do. We always get a few few people come knocking on the door right right before the fringe is about to start. Uh, and that, you know, Yeah, so far, registration's been great. We've got some really interesting events in the mix. Our, our, our program will be embargoed until mid-February, so you'll have to come back and have a chat to me then, and I can tell you about some of the... Um, some of the exciting acts that we've got coming. Yeah, cool, for sure. Is there any kind of kind of theme to the acts that French 22 is, is looking to support? Yeah, well, well, well as, as a director, I always, I'm always keen to get the diversity of the Fringe up. So, you know, I, I love seeing, um, you know, things like dance and poetry and um, some art forms to ensure that they get good representation within the program. Um, but as on, on a whole, the Fringe program is what we call open access. So it's not my role to curate the program as such. So that, that, that's kind of the main thing that differentiates us from a more traditional arts festival where you might have uh, someone in my role who's like, okay, well, this event's in and this event's not in. Um, we're open access, um, so it leads to a democratisation of the arts. And so therefore, basically, if it's creative and if it's legal, you're welcome in the program. Uh, so it's a pretty broad kind of brushstroke there. Um, and, um, you know, some people might come back and go, oh, well, why is that in the fringe? You know, it's not a particularly fringe event. But you know, again, that's that's not up for us to decide. So, you know, something that might be fairly mainstream to one person's interpretation is actually totally welcome within our program because, you know, we don't see it as our role to, to make any decisions about who's in, who's out. No gatekeeping. No gatekeeping whatsoever. Oh, that's good, yeah. that's good. Now, I mean, we've all got our personal favourites. I mean, you know, <laughs> certainly, certainly a good Fringe Festival should, you know, there should be some stuff in the program that you go along to that leaves you a bit like a uh, slack-jawed, open-mouthed, wondering what was that I, that I just saw? You know, that's that's a great Fringe program for some stuff like that in it. But then there's also plenty of room for, um, you know, for comedy and other stuff that uh, might potentially be perceived as a little bit more mainstream. So if people do want to register, um, how can they register as an artist? Great question. We've got pretty good resources on our website, including a registration guide. But the main thing that we encourage, and actually we, we insist on, is that people come and talk to us at some point along the way. Just because, you know, we just found previously, uh, even even if we had great resources, people would sometimes be a bit shy about actually coming and talking to us about their projects. So it's really important that, that you, can, you can go online and read through all the registration guide, but actually come and have a chat to us. We're right in the, in the middle of the city. Uh, we're pretty available by email and phone call. And we've got a great registration system that's cloud-based. You can go in and out as you please and just add your details. It's really user-friendly. So basically, you know, between now and the 6th of December, you can um, just, just go in and add, add information as it becomes sorted. And if people want to help out as a volunteer, how can they get in touch with Oh, them? yes, please. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have a huge team. In fact, um, we're, we're a humble break. We just we just won a, um award at the Volunteer South um, Award Ceremony for, for Best Arts and Culture organization in the city uh you know manaki tanga of our volunteers is really important so we make sure that we um have a really good volunteer coordinator whose job is to induct uh train if necessary and look after our volunteers so they feel valued and that the, the, the contribution they make is meaningful and it's a really great way to support the arts support some really cool events and you get to keep, see some really cool stuff as well 
you, you, you get to keep cool shirts like these. Got the French fist from Oh, oh you're yeah. rocking it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> nice one. Uh, one last question just to wrap it up, I guess. Well, how would you say the festival has changed in your time as the director? Well, obviously, in the last couple of years, we've had to shift away from some of the really big-scale stuff that, that we like to do, but just is a little bit more uh, high-risk profile for COVID. We used to have a big opening night party in the um, either the town hall or Regent. We've dialed that back last year. We just had we just had a party, basically. It was great. You know, it's like, you know, 100 and, uh, 100 odd people uh, in the venue, some great comedy, some great music, you know, had lots of dancing, had a great old night. But, I mean, that was kind of a party for us and our artists as opposed to, you know, something that hundreds of people could go to. So that's one change. Dunedin Fringe has a really good reputation around the country. You know, we're one of the more established fringe festivals. There's probably about 10 centres around the country that um, now have fringe festivals, but um, probably us, Wellington and Auckland are the main ones. And I think the, the, the biggest change is probably we've got better infrastructure and resources that enable us to support artists and events um, to a higher degree. Because ultimately, you know, we're here for artists. So everything that we have should be a resource that can support the artistic community. Hell yeah. All right, thank you very much for, for your time, Gary. It is, Zach. Nice chatting to you. Yeah, lovely chatting to you too, too, dude. Have a great afternoon. Baba boy, that was Gareth McMillan, Dunedin Fringe Arts Trust Director. Uh, fantastic, fantastic guy. Love to have a chat with him. Going to be chatting with him uh, when the program gets more announced, um, which I think is in February, which should be pretty, pretty swag. I just slipped through an exam, and you're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast.